chill, an uneasy feeling that you are not alone. Don't worry, it's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Welcome to episode 43 of It's Just a Ghost and three out of the four episodes to our Haunted Doll series for October. If you are not familiar with the two contests we have running this month, you can get the details at itsjustaghostpodcast.com and click on the contest link. I suggest you check out the contest details before listening further. The first story we have for this episode is Joliet, Cursed and Haunted. Why would anyone choose to keep a haunted doll that emits the cries of several babies? The doll is not only haunted, but it is also cursed. According to legend, Joliet is a century-old doll that was passed on from generation to generation to expecting mothers. The present owner of the doll, a woman named Anna, has experienced the same tragedy that her mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother all experienced. Each woman had two children, one daughter and one son. Each son died exactly three days after being born, and each son appeared to be healthy after birth, so the cause of the deaths is unknown. The family believes the doll cursed them. Joliet was given to Anna's great-grandmother as a gift from a friend at the time she became pregnant. This friend and Anna's great-grandmother had a bitter relationship for some unknown reason, so she believed that she placed a curse on the doll out of jealousy. Each of the four mothers has heard Joliet cry. These cries sound like their son's cries, for this doll cries with four distinctive sounds. Anna's great-grandmother identified her own son's cry, and then her daughter identified her son's cry as well as her mother's son's cry. In the present generation, Anna hears four distinct cries that she believes are the four family sons that have died. Sometimes these cries are heard together and other times separately. All four mothers have had trouble convincing others that Joliet holds at least part of their son's spirits, for they are the only ones who have ever heard these cries. Each mother of the cursed family has cared for the dolls like they would have cared for their own sons, should they have lived. Aside from the fact of losing her son, the worst part of the curse is that Anna's daughter, too, will lose a son, as the cycle continues. It is believed the women have kept the doll, for they believe family spirits haunt it. It is said that the doll traps the souls of the boys within its body, wherein they are expected to remain until Judgment Day. Muñeca, Island of a Haunted Legend Just south of Mexico City, between the canals of Cerchamica, you can find a small island with a sad background, which never intended to be a tourist destination. The island is known as the Isle de la Las Muñeca. The area has thousands of people, but this small island is home to hundreds of terrifying dolls. Their severed limbs, decapitated heads, and blank eyes adorn trees. The dolls on the island seem threatening, even in the bright light of midday. 
but in the dark they are particularly disturbing. Some witnesses claim they had heard the dolls whispering to each other, while others who were on a boat near the island said the dolls lured them to come down to the island. Don Julian Santana Barrera was the caretaker of the island. Legend says that Julian found a little girl drowned in mysterious circumstances. Shortly thereafter, Julian saw a floating doll near the canals. Most probably, the doll belonged to the girl. He picked up the doll and hung it in a tree as a way of showing respect and support for the spirit of the girl. Soon, Julian was haunted by the spirit of the girl and started hanging more dolls in an attempt to please her. He soon realized that dolls themselves were possessed by the spirits of dead girls, and he continued to collect creepy dolls and then hanging them over the entire island. According to those close to him, it was as if Julian was driven by some unseen force that completely changed him. Apparently, he was marked by the fact that he was not able to save the little girl's life. After 50 years of collecting dolls and hanging them on the island, Julian was found dead, drowned in the same spot where he had found the girl decades earlier. Many people on the island believe that Julian has joined the other spirits of the island. The locals are adamant that the island is a charming place, so travelers claim the dolls whispered to them. Professional photographer Cindy Vasco visited the island in 2015 and described it as the creepiest place she has ever visited. The excursion began through maze-like canals surrounded by lush greenery and singing birds, but soon her boat was slowed down by a swarm of lily pads and the canal ominously silent. At the end of the journey, after a bend in the waterway, she said she was struck by a surreal vision of hundreds of dolls hanging from trees on the tiny island. To this day, the dolls can be seen hanging from the trees as well as adorning the sides of buildings. The island, which is accessible by boat, was featured on the Travel Channel, Ghost Adventures, and the Amazon Prime show, Lore. After Julian's death in 2001, the island has become a tourist attraction where visitors bring more dolls to add to the collection. Although the action of Julian was innocent and even admirable, it has ended up being portrayed as a real nightmarish destination. Solar's eyes follow visitors as they tour the small island, which is actually a floating garden. In addition to hundreds of dolls, the island also has a small museum with some articles from local newspapers about the island and the previous owner. There is a store and three rooms, one of which seems to have been used as a bedroom. In this room is the first doll that Julian collected, as well as August Anita, his favorite doll. Some visitors place offerings around the doll in exchange for miracles and blessings, and others change the doll's clothes and maintain it as a form of worship. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Penelope I have an old raggedy doll with a porcelain face and porcelain hands and feet. I received Penelope as a gift on my fifth birthday. I am now married with children and a grandson of my own. Penelope sits propped up in a wooden doll cradle that I had used for her as a child in what was once a spare bedroom in our new home. 
The room is now reserved to my six-month-old grandson, Christopher, when he spends the night. Ever since the day Christopher was born, Penelope seems to be, well, she seems different. I feel her watching me almost all of the time. I have never felt that with a doll before, and certainly not with Penelope, and I have had her for over 50 years. I just know it is her. I pick up my pace when I pass that room lately. When Christopher is visiting and I have to go in that room, I feel her eyes on me, like someone real is staring at me. It doesn't feel evil, but it does give me an uncomfortable and creepy feeling. I have seen shadows of movement out of the corner of my eye. I hear the pitter-patter of tiny feet. Sometimes when I am cooking in the kitchen, I hear the tiny footsteps right above me, where the room is, even when no one is home. I should mention that I'm no stranger to the paranormal. I have had several experiences throughout my life, and I believe those experiences have been my dad, my mother, or even maybe my aunt, whom have all passed. I have no idea who or what could be attached to Penelope, and frankly, it freaks the hell out of me. My husband is useless when it comes to the paranormal. He has always been a skeptic through and through, so I knew I was on my own to try and figure this out. I called the paranormal investigator, and she came over one afternoon while my husband was out fishing. Tina arrived at my home at 9 a.m. sharp. I had briefed her over the phone about what was going on. Over coffee, I filled her in on the details. She asked me questions like, had I ever had toddlers pass in my family? No. Was Christopher a healthy baby? Yes. Did I have any history on the house? No, because we had built the house ourselves a few years prior. We headed upstairs to the spare room. Tina set up a tripod with a camcorder running, facing the cradle on the other side of the room where Penelope was sitting. She then placed a handheld audio recorder on the floor next to the cradle, and she placed another just outside the room and one halfway down the stairs. We returned to the room, and Tina asked the doll some questions. Karen here told me that your name is Penelope, but she is concerned that you are not yourself lately. Can you please tell us what your other name is? Who is here with us right now? She paused for a couple of seconds. Why are you here? asked Tina. She paused again. Where did you come from? Pause. Do you have a message for someone? Tina then motioned for me to follow her out of the room and we headed downstairs. We sat on the patio for a couple of hours enjoying the sunshine. I told her about some of my other paranormal encounters, and I was in the middle of telling her about my sister, who was killed in a car crash by a drunk driver one night. She stopped me before I could finish. Did your sister happen to be pregnant when this happened? She asked. Yes, actually she was due any day, I said. You said this Penelope thing all began when Christopher was born, right? Yes, I said. It could be possible that your sister's unborn child has attached to Penelope to be with Christopher, for comfort maybe, or to help watch over him. Do you really think so? I asked, getting excited at the possibility. It is just a theory right now, she said. Hopefully we pick something up on the recorders to help us sort this out. 
Tina gathered up the equipment and said she would be in touch within a day or two after she went through the footage. I was full of anticipation. I couldn't believe that my sister and her unborn baby hadn't occurred to me as a plausible explanation for all of this. The shadows and the pitter-patter of tiny feet continued. I didn't know what to think, but I decided to remain cautious until we knew what was really going on. Tina called me late the following afternoon and informed me that she had some footage she would like to go over with me. We scheduled an appointment for the following morning. Tina set up her laptop on my kitchen table and she clicked on the folder titled Penelope Camcorder. She opened the file and zoomed about an hour and 15 minutes into the video. Okay, watch the doll closely, she said. I stared without blinking. A few seconds later, I saw Penelope move ever so slightly. I wasn't sure if my eyes were playing tricks on me. Okay, now watch what happens in a few more seconds. My body tensed as my heart raced. Then it happened. I watched as Penelope moved forward and crawled over the edge of the cradle and onto the floor. She then ran out into the hall. I couldn't move or speak. Tina paused the video and clicked on the file from the hall audio recorder. My mouth had become so dry that I thought I might choke on my tongue. Are you okay? Tina asked. I nodded. Should I continue? I nodded. This is a recording from right outside of the room. She hit play and scrolled ahead just over the hour and 15 minute mark. We heard tiny feet running down the hall. It coincided perfectly with the timing of the video showing Penelope crawling out of the cradle. About 15 more minutes passed and you hear the tiny footsteps running back into the room. Tina stopped the audio that was recorded from the hall. She resumed the video and scrolled ahead about 15 minutes and you see Penelope hop back into the cradle and sit herself propped up like she had never moved. Holy shit! was all I could manage. Yeah, well, wait till you hear this, said Tina as she opened the audio file of the recorder she had placed next to the cradle. Are you ready? she asked. I nodded, not completely sure if I was. She clicked play, and a few minutes in, we hear Tina asking the questions. Please tell us what your name is. Ashley, the doll said. It was very soft and came out my blood froze. I couldn't believe it. Then we hear Tina ask, why are you here? <laughs> Was the answer. Tina stopped the recording and looked at me. So what do you make of that? She asked. I felt relief. I, I wasn't so scared now. I knew the entity attached to Penelope was good. I sat there in shock, trying to find words. Was your sister's unborn baby going to be named Ashley? asked Tina. No, I whispered. Ashley was my sister's name. 